0: Hey, what's up everybody, it's Dan Greer with Leading from the Middle of the Pack, and today we're going to be chatting all about why, as a parent, you need to be listening to audiobooks with your kids, and why you need to be reading the books and stuff like that, and you're going to be like, Dan, what does this have to do with leadership? Well, guess what? As a parent, as an adult, kids look up to you. Like, Whether you believe it or not, even your teenagers still look to you, and like, if you set an example for them, they're going to lead. So, today's going to be all about like leading by example, and then we're going to be really digging a deep dive into like why you need to be taking time with your kids. So cube themes on we'll be right back in just a minute the big question is this how are leaders like us who aren't necessarily in a management position who go out and get our hands dirty who are ready to answer their calling from god to lead who are driven to learn and grow gain the trust and respect of those around us to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick these are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Sweet, I'm so glad you guys are still here. As you can tell, it is another beautiful day here in paradise, here at Eclipse Dot and Dot Docs, and we're just so excited for everything that's coming up. But I got to tell you, you know, like the other weekend, I went for a trip with one of my kids, my youngest, and I, he plays the cross i have never watch lacrosse you should check it out it's super awesome especially watching your kids play a sport right just in general any kids sports are always fun to watch anyway so uh we were on the way home and and I was like he was sitting there playing on his phone a little bit so just two of us in a truck and we've been talking and I was kind of letting him have some downtime because the little dude had played like three or four games that day and he plays like all out and plays like the whole game so he was exhausted and I was just letting him have a little downtime as we drove I looked at her and I was like, hey, bud, do you think I could, do uh, you think it'd be okay if I listen to a book? He goes, yeah, totally. What book do you want to listen to? I said, I'm going to listen to uh, Eat That Frog. And he goes, eat that frog? I'm interested. Are we talking about eating frogs, dad? Are we going to go through recipes? Am I going to learn how to make my sister eat a frog without her knowing it? Like, what am I going to learn? Anyways, so uh, Eat That Frog is all about I don't know if you've ever listened to the book before it's a really good book about how to get stuff done and Mark Twain talks about it. He's like whenever you got a what whenever you got something to do you got to eat that frog, just get it done. Don't waste time, don't dilly-dally around it. Just go after and get it done. And um we listened to the book. It was I listened to everything on like 2x and I don't know how people keep up with me, but they do. He he <laughs> he was sitting there and I was like, "Dude, you're not you're not even listening to this. You're just wasting my time having this book on except for for me, you know. You're not getting anything out of this." And he looks at me and he goes, no, I am, too, getting stuff out of this. And I said, what are you getting out of this, bud? And he goes, well, you know what I learned, Dad? I said, what? He goes, I learned that you got you to gotta put stuff in order. A, B, C, D, E. A stands for I have to do this right now. D stands for I have to delegate it to somebody else. And E stands for forget about it. It's never going to happen again. And I was like, huh. He was listening. I said, okay, so what else did you learn? And he's sitting there for a couple minutes. And he goes, you know, I learned that if you got two frogs to eat, you gotta eat the biggest and the ugliest one first, and then you can eat the second one right after that because it won't taste near as bad because you already got the biggest, ugliest one down. And I said, okay, now, now that that caught your attention, what does that mean? And he stood there for a second. He's sitting there in a pickup and he goes, whoa, dad, that means that you gotta do the hardest thing first. Whatever's the biggest, ugliest task in front of you, you do it, you get it out of the road, and then you move on. Nothing else will seem bad the rest of that day. And I said, okay. And so what does that mean for you? How do you put that into play in your life? He goes, well, you know, Dad, sometimes I don't like getting up in the morning. I just want to lay there in bed. I said, you friggin' bum. (laughs) Get your butt out of bed, you know? What's stopping you from getting out of bed? He goes, well, sometimes I'm just tired and I want to lay there for a minute. I said, okay. So what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to get up, I'm going to smile, and I'm going to get out of bed, and I'm going to go to the bathroom, and I'm going to get ready to go to school in the morning. It's going to be a great day after that. And I said, okay, well, let's see how that plays tomorrow. Because you're not going to get to bed super early tonight because we got a five and a half hour drive. not going to get home until eight o'clock. Hence the yawn. (laughs) Anyways, he uh, got up this morning, woke him up at six o'clock in the morning, walked in there and he's like, hey, Dad, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm good, buddy. I see it's working. You're getting up and eating that frog. He's like, yep, ate that big one right away. My... My point of all this is, is like, sometimes we don't understand what our actions do. We don't understand how other people see our actions or how they portray it. And they don't, we don't necessarily know how they look at us and what they see of us. We see what we see in the mirror, right? We don't necessarily see what everybody else sees and we're very hard on ourselves. So whenever I walk up to a mirror, you know, I know what I see and it's not usually, it's definitely not what my wife sees. Thank God she's blind. All right. Love is blind, right? It's definitely not what my kids see. It's not what my team sees. It's not what my clients see, right? They each see a different persona of me. And and to be real honest, like, I never wear a Superman cape, right? Like when I look at myself in the mirror, I don't ever have that cape on. I don't ever think, oh my gosh, I am so awesome at what I do. Like, that's not the person I am. I'm very humble and meek person. Se- well, meek's not the right word. I'm definitely not meek, but humble, right? Like, I I don't, I don't sit there and go, oh, I am awesome. I shall kick everybody's butt today. No, that's not me at all. Like, whenever I look in the mirror, I see this dude who's, who's a little overweight. Okay, a lot overweight. Um, not that smart. Not that good looking. Like, I've got a lot of issues to work on on myself. I, I continue to waver in my faith. Like, I never think that I'm strong enough in my faith. I never think that I'm doing things right. I'm always concerned about what. I can do to help somebody else and how to make that better and how to get them to grow and how to get to my goals and and do I have enough self-confidence to get there and all that kind of stuff right look at all that and that's what I see I would have bet that when you look in the mirror you probably see the same thing right you probably see all the flaws you see all the dimples you see all the all the loose hairs all the scraggliness all the too skinny or too fat or whatever right you don't see the perfection that's been created in you you don't see how brilliant you are you don't see what everybody else sees you don't see the problem solver that you are right but like when my wife looks at me she looks at me and goes you have the confidence to do anything you learned how to fly a freaking plane and then you learned how to fly a twin engine plane and then like you you like did all this while running a business yeah 100 percent. right like it's not that big of a deal i just made it happen it's not the end of the world, right? And my kids look at me and they're like, "Oh man, Dad can do anything on a computer. Oh, he's a whiz. He like makes graphics and creates ads and does social media." Right? And my team looks at me and they're like, "Oh man, he's got the confidence of a king. He he can. He, he's not scared of anything." And I look at other people and I'm like, "Wow, I wish I had their confidence." Right? I got somebody in my mind right now. I'm like, "Oh, you guys, got cojones." It's like gold or brass or whatever you want to call it. Like nothing stops this dude from moving forward. And other people think the same thing about me, but I don't see it. And I'm sure he doesn't see it in himself either. Right? At least not initially. He might now, he's been doing it for long enough that he might be able to see a little bit of it, but we don't see it, right? And my customers think, oh man, look at this like DOT wizard. He takes something that everybody hates and makes it fun to learn about her. He takes stuff that people don't like and he like makes it simple. And, and like, man, he's, he's a mover and a shaker. He's making things happen. And, and these aren't things that I think they say about me. These are things that I've overheard people say about me, right? And, and so, same thing with you. Like, when you lead by example, when you get out there and you put your best foot forward, and and you're leading from the middle of the pack, even when you don't have the right title, right, in quotes, title, right? Because leaders don't require titles, Leadership isn't something you're born with; it's a skill that you gain. I do believe that there are people who have gained that skill at younger ages. Okay, but here's the thing: is that you're a leader at some point in your life, no matter where it is. You're a leader to your kids. If you go home and you drink a fifth of whiskey every single night, they're going to think that it's okay to go home and drink a fifth of whiskey. If you if you make stupid choices with your eating, and you eat a whole cake for dessert yeah, I know, I want to sometimes too, but I resist, they're going to think it's okay to do that. I noticed that, like, I used to eat ice cream every single night. Like, that was, a man, ice cream's like, oh my gosh. If I have a fatal flaw, I have a whole bunch of fatal flaws. But, like, if I had something that was going to kill me, it would be ice cream because I, I love ice cream, right? Like, it's one of the things that I just love. And, and what I figured out was that, like, I would eat ice cream at night, and then my kids started eating right before bed. And then they couldn't figure out why they were, like, gaining a few pounds here and there. And it's like, well, it's because you're eating ice cream right before bed. What do you think? Right? Why? <laughs> of course you're going to be putting on a few pounds. You're eating a super high-calorie food right before bed. And, like, where did they get it from? Me. And I didn't have to tell them it was okay. I didn't have to say, hey, it's okay to do this. But whenever I stopped, guess what else happened? My kids stopped. We went from consuming a ton of ice cream to consuming, like, very little ice cream. And when Jenna and I changed our diet and got away from sugar, like, I can't tell you the last soda pop I've actually drank in general. I might have had a drink once or twice recently out of somebody's soda. Like, we'll go to Subway or something to get a sandwich or we'll go out to eat. A lot of times you just get water. Um, but... Recently, maybe I can remember. Where we were. I remember we were eating at Sam's Club or something like that, getting a chicken because I do crazy stuff like that. We feed our whole family for under ten bucks. But went to like Sam's Club and got like two chickens and a and, and some drinks. And I think three or four of them got sodas with those drinks. And and uh, or two or three of them got sodas with those drinks. And it was it was. Uh, I think I had a couple sips of some kind of soda there. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so sweet. And they got like one cup, and then they went back and got water. Right? They went and got something that wasn't as sweet because they're following by example. So, how do you think this plays in the real world? So, okay, now I've taken this in, I've taken this into the parent routine role, right? So, as a parent, your kids are going to follow you, whether you believe it or not, whether you want to believe it or not. If you think that you're not causing them pain and anguish, if you think that they're not following you or listening to you or they, are, don't, they do the exact opposite of everything that you do, you're wrong, 100% wrong, because they're following your examples. If you cuss, they'll think it's okay to cuss. If you tell dirty jokes, they'll think it's okay to tell dirty jokes. Matter of fact, they might tell you dirty jokes to try to get your attention, okay? Now, how do we transfer that into leadership outside of parenting? How do we transfer that into leadership in the company world? Well, it's super simple. You're still leading by example. You listen to books. You talk about books. People are going to want to read books. So don't go be like, hey man, I read this romance novel. Oh, it was super raunchy. Ha ha ha. Oh, you should see the TV show I watched last night. It was super raunchy. Oh, it was so bad. Ha ha ha. Everybody's going to be doing the same thing because they want to be able to talk about stuff with you. They want to be able to talk about something in there, in, in life. Like they want to, people want that human connection. They want that element of what it is. Right. And so you've heard me talk about how to win friends and influence people a million times. It's on my shelf. Like, I'm looking for a manuscript of it. I'm looking for some fun stuff from Dale Carney and he's got tons of books out. And like, you know, that I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan and a huge, you know, cash, cash flow, uh, rich dad, poor dad, Robert Kiyosaki and Napoleon Hill thing and grow rich. Like, you know, the books that I talk about you, if you've been listening to me at all, you know what I'm interested in and you know how to create a conversation with me. And if you come to me and you start talking about sports or basketball or or football national anything kind of whatever it is sport it is I'm gonna be like huh it's interesting hmm because I don't watch it you come to me and you talk about the news I had somebody the other day this morning and, and I've got no problem with them telling me this I actually love it because it's how I find out about news because I don't watch the news I haven't watched the news in like six years but they come to me and they go hey did you hear about this oh you probably heard about this oh you must have heard about this no I didn't, I'm glad I know now. Thanks for telling me, right? Like the, my point is, is that you you lead by example. And what happens is, is the more books I talk about, the more books I read, like people know that I read books. Like everybody I talk to knows that I read books. My entire team knows that I read a ton of books. They've got access to my reading list. Like they can see what books I've read and when I've read them because I keep track of them because I like to know, like for me at the end of the year, I go back and I recap and I go, okay, what did I get out of this book? Was this book worth reading again? What'd I recommend this book? Blah, 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 blah. Right. Because the person who never reads now has read like 30 books so far this year and we're not even six months through the year yet. Right. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so so people around me read more and they know that I don't watch sports. so They don't talk about sports with me and they know what I'm interested in. So they want to connect with me and they talk about what I'm interested in, just like I want to connect with them. And so I talk about what they're interested in. And just because I'm not interested in sports doesn't mean you shouldn't be interested in sports, okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is like we lead by example. So the way we turn this into being a good leader is is we don't get upset, right? We control our anger. We control our temper. We don't come in and we don't get mad when something goes wrong. We consider what just happened. We evaluate it. And then after we evaluate it, we go, Okay, right. That's what we do. That's how we handle it. That's how we fix it. All right, let's fix this. How do we move forward? What's our solution? Right, as a leader, we're always looking for solutions. And we did. I did, I did a podcast on this not long ago. Don't come to me with problems. Come to me with solutions. Find solutions. Don't find problems. I hate people. I had a conversation today with somebody. It was kind of funny. He talked about, yeah, I got all these people that just like to find problems. They don't. They hate solutions. They just like problems. It's like, yeah. You're being challenged right now for a reason. I'm not 100 percent sure why, but stand strong, my friend, stand strong. Anyways, um, that was one of the other things that like I came up with with that. Was that leading by example is that we have to we have to lead by example. We have to we have to be the one who sets that foot forward as a leader. And that means like, like I said, not getting aggravated, evaluating the situations, putting in the, the effort. I don't ask anybody to work any harder than I do. I guarantee it don't ask anybody to work any harder than I do at all because I know how hard I work and I know how much I put into this business and how much in a life. And I know that I'm there 180% all the time. Everything that I do, I'm all in, 100% in. I mean, nothing is ever halfway with me. Now, it's not always right, it's not always perfect. I'm, I'm a big fan of done is better than perfect. And I think as a leader, you should be too. Because perfect perfection will actually shut you down from finishing a project, but that's like a whole other rabbit hole we could go down. But we're not going to today, because today we're talking about leading by example, and we're talking about how people watch you and people pay attention to you whenever you don't think they are. So you need to be aware of what you're putting out there into social media. You need to be aware is to the brand that you're building, like your personal brand, your personal identity. And I think that if you look at me and you look at my social media and you look at my life that it's publicly portrayed you can tell what kind of personal brand that i'm putting out there you can tell that i'm a family guy you can tell that i care about my business i care about my customers that this dot doc symbol means a lot to me eclipse dot means a lot to me right helping people is my core passion that's my core value is being able to help others and and my faith plays a big role in that as well and so I attract people who want to be like me or who are already like me that's who I'm attracting and as a leader the law of attraction applies right you have people who are attracted to you will listen to you if they're not attracted to you they won't listen to you and I'm not talking about like physically attracted that's not what I'm saying because we all know I'm not that physically attracting like Thank God my wife was blind when we got married. I got her LASIK and now she's like, fix this. So I got to grow a beard, you know, but I'm kidding. Kind of, not really, but kind of, right? That's when I got my beard is when she got LASIK. Yeah, see, two and two together, huh? Just threw her under the bus. Ka-dunk, ka-dunk. Um, <laughs> anyways, my my Anyways, uh, my point is, is that there is a lot that happens that we don't even see. And so we have to constantly be on guards, not the right word, but on point with where we're going and what we're doing and how we portray ourselves. Because here's the thing, here's the thing. If I get mad one time, if I come up and I holler one time, what happens? It takes forever for anybody to think that I don't get mad. For that person who, who I got mad at and I hollered at one time, they're going to be like, oh, man, Dan loses the temper. You got to be super careful around him. You got to be extra cautious. He's, oh, man. Oh, he's something else. Oh, I man. Ooh. Right? And so you want to be very aware of that. You need to be aware that, that people remember the worst. They don't remember the good. People remember the bad. And that's what you need to be aware of. People remember the bad, not the good. And so, the, the key is, is you have to always be good as a leader. And you have to be that person who's so patient, has the patience of a saint, right? You need to be very, very aware of your actions and your attitude because everybody is watching that when you move into leadership roles. And that's one of the things that nobody tells you. And, and a lot of bosses, they're not leaders, they're bosses. Think they can get people to do stuff by motivating them through scarcity? Oh, you better do this; you won't have a job tomorrow. Oh, you better do this. Or blah blah blah. blah blah blah. And people make fun of them behind your back. People get behind your back and they're like, right? I sound like Scooby Doo for a second, right? Anyways, but they make fun of them behind your back, and that's that's a boss. It's not a leader, right? Leaders are the people who step out, who step up when they don't have to. And, and in all honesty, like, leaders are hardly ever the people with the titles. And I want you to realize that. Just because you have the title of manager doesn't mean you're a leader. Right? Very few people who have those titles are truly leaders. Now, I can think of a lot of people who have those titles who are leaders. I can think of a lot more who aren't. Okay. The other thing you have to remember is that just because one person doesn't follow you, just because you can't lead one person, doesn't mean that you're not a good leader. It doesn't mean that you're not leadership material because one person doesn't agree with you. If that was the case, oh my gosh, there's so many people that don't agree with me that uh, I'd be hiding in a hole, right? But like when you have those leadership qualities, people see it. And they follow you because they want to be like you. And that's why you have to lead by example. And that's why you don't know who's paying attention. And, and you may think they're not paying attention, but they really are. Just like I didn't think Jacob was paying attention to how to eat that frog. And he comes away with two of the biggest points out of that book that I could remember from reading it as well. I've got like five or six, page, five or six notes on it. But those were the two big ones that I came away with it too. is like when you have a task take your biggest and ugliest task and get it done first. And that, that was, you know, he, he summarized that from the book and then make it to-do list and then categorize them. A, B, C, D, E, All right? It'd be done. Stop with E. E means that everybody else, that it just, it needs to be forgotten about. Let somebody else do it. And D means you delegate it. And A means it has to be done now. And B means it's next on the list. And C means it's next on the list, right? So you would have a bunch of A's. You would have a bunch of B's. You have a bunch of C's. But like he walked away with two major points from that book. While he was playing a game on his phone. Now, did he get it all because he was playing a game? No. Not even close. But, he did get a lot of it. And he got it because I turned it on. And because I listened to it intently. The thing I've noticed, and this is kind of funny, it's just a funny little side story, is that uh, I'll be listening to podcasts and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys do this, but I listen to podcasts. And, and if somebody else starts to talk whenever podcasts podcast is on, I pause it. I'll be like, Pause. And they're like, well, what'd you shut it off for? would you stop? Well, because I don't want to miss this. And I want to be present for our conversation. I can't be in both places at the same time. Right? And so we'll have our conversation and then I'll go to push play again. And then they'll start talking The second I push play. And so I push pause. Well, you didn't have to pause it. Yeah, I did. We already had this conversation. I can't be in two places at the same time. You're more important than the podcast is. I'm going to talk to you because you're here right now. The podcast I can listen to any time. Now, I'm not telling you that so you shut this podcast off, okay? That's not the point of that. <laughs> so you can have a conversation with somebody else. My point is, is that um, you can't multitask, right? And by doing that, you're leading, by example, and you're showing that person they're more important than what you're listening to or what you're watching, right? Now, there is there is some shows that you can watch and have a conversation with, but you're not getting anything out of that show the only reason you can watch it is because you've already done it. You've already seen it before, or you're not interested in it. It's just on to beyond. Right? Does that make sense? Okay. Well, guys, I'm going to wrap up. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you jumping in. Appreciate you being here. If you didn't like this, what the heck are you still doing here? Get out of here. Don't waste your time. If you did like it, I want to I ask you to subscribe. I also want to ask you to share this podcast with one person. Like, Share it. Share it on social media. Tag me in it. I absolutely love it. Love seeing those tags. Give me some love whenever you tag it. Um, whenever you tag me in it. The Real Dan Greer, or just Real Dan Greer, there's no the on it. Real Dan Greer, that's on all the platforms. You can find me on all the platforms. Real Dan Greer. Um, I'm posting these videos to my YouTube channel as they go, and they're also on Vimo. so if you want, like, the inside, you got to go to Vimo to get them, V-I-M-E-O. Search up my channel. It's either Dan Greer or OT. I'll have to look at it. That one's not real Dan Greer. i have to fix that. Anyways, um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you're here. Sorry that my energy level's a little down. I'm a little, oh, I'm a little worn down. I was just telling my wife this morning, I said, this is the first week I will be home for five days in a row. And she goes, uh, not really. We leave Friday for Aspen for another lacrosse tournament. I was like, this is the first week I will be home for four days in a row in the last three months. And she's like, "Eh, actually four months. But, yeah, I was like, well, thanks, babe. Quit ruining it. I'm just ready to be home for a week. But it'll be a couple more weeks because we got Aspen. And then maybe next week, Sunday through Sunday because our tournament's in Durango. I think next week. Anyways. I finally get to be home for a day or two until something comes up and I've got to go somewhere else. So I'm just excited for business and the way it's going. And I'm glad that you guys are here and glad you're enjoying these and hopefully you're liking them. And if you're not liking them, I don't know what to tell you. Get over it. If you do like it, I appreciate it. Give us some love. Give me some love back. All right. Hope you guys have a great day. Catch you later.